Well, uh, this is Daniel Carpio of the Inscriber Digital Magazine. And I wanted to give my quick thoughts on what's what's either going to be a great night for professional wrestling or a horrible night for professional wrestling. Now, obviously, the the time right now is 7.43 p.m. Eastern Standard. A little bit more than 15 minutes away from SmackDown, WWE. But... What's getting people's attention is what's going to be on at 10 o'clock, which is AEW Rampage, aptly titled The First Stance at the United Center, where the chatter states that a certain CM Punk will make his AEW debut. Now, Let's cut to the chase on this, because in reality, this can only end one or two ways. This is either going to be the most anticipated return of a wrestler for this generation of wrestling fans, or this is going to be AEW destroying, I mean, napalming any goodwill it'll have with non-hardcore wrestling fans. And I made an emphasis on non-hardcore because the hardcores are the ones that are already watching. (laughs) They're watching SmackDown. They're watching Raw. They're watching NXT. They're watching Dynamite, AEW Dynamite, and they're going to be watching this Rampage. Which is why it was smart for AEW to have this right after SmackDown. So if you're done with SmackDown, you can just, depending on your cable source provider, literally just change one channel. Like mine. I can go from, normally from USA to TNT, one channel. This time around, obviously, Fox, I actually have to put the channel on. But that's where we stand right now at the moment because... Going over each scenario, it's going to be fast. It's going to be pretty simple. The first scenario, this is a scenario a lot of people want. They really want to believe this. I want the optimist in me <laughs> to believe this, although I'm even more of a cynic on this. The optimism is that CM Punk will make the debut, whether he'll run in against MJF or run against John Moxley. Kenny Omega, pretty much anybody, anybody that you can think of, and like I said, one of the biggest teases has been Darby Allen trying to get a little bit of love from there, but obviously the positive is the fact that he would be back after a seven-year self-imposed exile. But obviously what we mean by self-appointed exile is, remember, he wasn't fired. He wasn't released by WWE. He quit. Um, that He walked out. And obviously, almost a little while after, 
gave one probably one of the most influential interviews that you've had in this generation when it comes to wrestling from a wrestler. Obviously, if you if if you don't know, folks, like I said, just Google CM Punk Cold Cabana 2014 podcast. You'll see it. It'll be right there. And it's probably right, right now the only way you're going to have CM Punk or Cold Cabana speak to each other. <laughs> because in the seven years that's happened, a lot of litigation has occurred and those two have gone from best friends to being on opposite sides of a lawsuit. That's one thing. That's one way to look at it. That yes, CM Punk would be back. Now you can think of all the great matches. It'll be an outstanding pop for the city of Chicago because obviously Chicago holds a lot of sentimentality to AEW. It, it's where. The actual concept of AEW was born with All In. And what was essentially just like a one-time show, just like somebody said it, just a, I think Jim Cornette said it, just a proverbial middle finger to Vince McMahon into now possibly bringing in the one, one of the few people that can register even with WWE fans, because obviously, whenever something bad goes on, whenever something boring happens, one of the standard dub chants that the WWE fans have cheered, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, has been CM Punk. And having him back in the ring, and whoever is his opponent, will be a big plus for AEW. It'll swing a lot of the momentum forward in that area. Will it be to the point where you can say that they're going to be challenging WWE financially? Likely not. Because if you read that Forbes article on Tony Khan and uh, he was how he's handling AEW, on some parts they're in the green, on one major part they're in the red, and they're pretty significantly red. So that has to take into the account where you're going that financially, then competing with essentially a a publicly traded company that no matter all the fuck ups, all the creative misgiving, all the fan apathy, all the releases that have happened, all the ill will that has been thrown towards fans by the WWE. They're still making more money than they've ever had before financially. And that's, yeah, that's partly because of the TV deals. But in this day and age, obviously, it's also been because they didn't have to tour. They're touring now. But for a good year, because of the pandemic, they didn't have to tour. That reduced costs greatly. That made them even more money. AW has to compete that financially they're not there yet and I'm gonna get into why now my pessimism is kicking in when it comes to CM Punk because now we have to look at the other side of the coin the other situation happened is you have one hour of Rampage and no CM Punk 
Not even a tease, not even a vignette, nothing like that. Just no CM Punk. First of all, Tony Khan would have to have balls to try that stunt in Chicago. Because Chicago, the wrestling fans are, are among the smartest when it comes into it. It's one of the smart mark towns. And to tease the homecoming, to tease the return of one of their homecoming heroes, it it would piss them off. But the hardcore AW fan, the vast majority of them are also just hardcore anti-WWE fans. They'll find a way to excuse it. And it's too, there's pretty easy excuses you can throw around. Whether it's Hey, he, you know, he was asking for a lot of money and Tony Khan says he's going to throw all that to money just for one guy. Or, you know, Punk has always trolled. He did say this. He trolled in that area. And we know that he probably doesn't really want to go back and ask for something particularly special that personally involves him. Or, Cole Cabana's in AEW. Why would he want to be there? That means he had to... Talk to Cole Cabana. We know they have beef. There's always... There's that. Easy excuse to say that... Okay, that it's not... AW teasing something that they shouldn't tease. That's one way to find it. But that's for the hardcore... Wrestling fans. What I'm talking about when it comes to napalming is... The non-hardcore wrestling fans. Which already you're throwing a little bit of the dice. You're throwing a, you're throwing something on the table with dice when it comes into this. Because to a mainstream television fan that doesn't hasn't regularly watched wrestling. But has heard of CM Punk. They probably heard of CM Punk in the way that they view him as damaged goods. And by damaged goods, I mean the fact that they probably recognized him from the two fights he had at UFC, where he got mollywhopped both times. Either by attrition or he just got mollywopped. And there's a certain image that you have that, that, okay, you want to, okay, he didn't work out in MMA. It's very, it's very hard. Not everybody could be Brock Lesnar in that area. But, Oh, so Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley obviously has a pretty good MMA career as well. Shout out to Bellator. But when you go into that and then you kind of sell them into, well, what is he going to do in this program, this all elite wrestling? It's not WWE, so I want to see what's going on with it. And if he doesn't show up, those fans that had that curiosity will not tune back in. And the fallout from that would be catastrophic probably for AEW. Because you can't just say then afterwards like, well, wait until September. We'll, we'll probably get we're going to tease Brian Danielson. Because at that point, if CM Punk doesn't show up, 
Who's going to believe that Brian Dancer is going to show up? At that point, you're probably in your mind saying, you know what? Daniel Bryan is going to show up at SummerSlam tomorrow. He'll attack Roman. He'll attack Lashley. Or he'll show up at TakeOver. Somewhere in that area. You're already settling that breaks. But what's probably worse for AEW is that TNT has bought into this. And they want to go all out when it comes to CM Punk. If you don't give them CM Punk with some of the strikes that you've already gotten, some of the ideas that you, that AEW's already passed by them that they didn't inform TNT on that got them mad. Not to mention that the person that technically gave the green light for AEW is no longer there. That extension that they just got won't be worth the toilet paper is written on. To rip that, it wouldn't surprise me. Then Turner Brockett will just rip that up and say, okay, you know what? Out of good favor, we'll give you until All Out. And hopefully by All Out, you'll find a new home. But it won't be with Turner Brockett. It won't be with Warner Media. And that may affect other things. So it may affect Cody's show, Cody Rhodes' show, I think, which is on TBS, I think. But you have that happening. And then, like, remember when I said that they were deep red in one area? It was the video game. Shahid Khan, Tony Khan's father. Say everybody wants to Tony Khan. He's the face in the area. Everybody knows that Shahid Khan is the actual main investor in AEW. And no matter what he said in that interview, saying like, oh, let my son spend an inheritance. When somebody like that is the primary investor and you read an article that says your son is already eight figures in the red on one aspect that hasn't even come out yet. You're going to, at some point, if you do that and if that reaction happens, I would not be surprised if Shahi Khan cuts his losses and says, you know what, Tony, I'm not financing this anymore. And then AEW would really be fucked. But we have to see how it goes. Like I said, a couple of minutes from SmackDown and literally two hours away from either the return of CM Punk or wrestling social media nuking itself. Thank you for listening to my thoughts. Have a good night.